Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bubby Brister and Friends Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Bubby is traveling for Thanksgiving this week, so he won't be joining us. But uh, I'm here with Nick. Nick, what's up? What's up? What's up? You know, happy holidays to y'all from from uh, from us to you guys. Hope you all have a good Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah, it should be fun. You, you're off on Thanksgiving. You're gonna watch a couple couple games. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll probably watch a couple games. I mean, I won't be too glued to them, but I mean, um, yeah. I think you guys what you got the uh, Cowboys and Redskins Thanksgiving. So that's, commanders. That's, uh, commanders. Yeah, Commanders. So it'd be nice. You're gonna to get us canceled. It'd be nice to see the Commanders beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. Keep up tradition going. Yeah, the Cowboys always lose primetime games, so you know, Commanders are due for a win. They started two and zero, and now they're four and seven. They lost a debacle to the Giants on Sunday. Yeah, to Mr. Devito. After we trashed him last podcast, this man came out. <laughs> he heard our cast and came out slinging. <laughs> slinging is a word. Yeah, that was embarrassing. The commander sacked him like nine times, but yeah, they they turned the ball over six times, I think. There was three fumbles and three picks, and they were still yeah, in Rob, it to the end somehow. Riverboat's not long for this league. He's, he's going to get fired soon, unfortunately. Don't call people's jobs, yeah. but it's always a sad time because you, you can see them right on the wall for some coaches, and it's, uh yeah, the seas getting hot. Yeah. See you later, Ron Rivera. So you ready to get into some topics? Let's do it. All right. C.J. Stroud now has three consecutive games with at least 300 yards. Whose rookie record did he match? Ooh. Um, rookie record? Let's say um, Cam Newton. Nope. It's it's pretty recent. Oh, well, I mean, Cam Newton's recent. Um, it's not Kyler Murray. No, we're just um, old. <laughs> we're just old. I don't know. Who is it? It's Joe Burrow in 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. okay. And he went down last weekend, too. Golly. All right. Jeez. Right. So, in 2020, he went 2-7-1, and one and uh, he, he tore his knee up against Washington. Uh, is he officially injury prone? <sighs> the answer would be yes. <laughs> Yes, um, he's injury prone, I think so, but yeah. I would I would say he is. But like, he still gets sacked a whole lot, so it's weird because if if he was known for getting sacked a lot because his line played really well, but he held on the ball, they would say he hold on the ball too long. But they're just saying his offensive line can't protect him, especially after the Bengals won Super Bowl. They spent money on free agents for the draft for the pit, for the line, mm-hmm. and he's still getting assaulted every game. Uh, yeah, so next topic, the Athletic put out their annual players survey. There were 84 responses to this question. Best player in the game today. Do you have any guesses who the player's named as the best player in the game today? Um, Tyreek Hill? No, he was third with 7.7% of the votes. Hmm. Because I wouldn't say Lamar Jackson's Face the best of the quarterback league. in the league. Face of the league? Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I don't know. Good question. Uh, would it be Mahomes then? Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes? Yeah. Jackson was fifth with 6% of the vote. Aaron Donald is second with 8.9% of the vote. Still? Patrick Mahomes. Still? 40... Come on now. Yeah, that's fair. Still. He he hasn't made barely any noise this year. I know the Rams were bad, but, I mean, come on, man. Patrick Mahomes first, 46.4% of the vote. That's That's a lot. I think the Aaron Donald thing is just based off his like career in the past. So just let him. They're just saying like he's still one of the best. Best. It's kind of like when Brady had that last year in like in New England. He was not the best quarterback in the league that year at all. But he's like he's still number one. And you're like, we're, we're now we're counting his. Career. Are we talking about now? or Are we talking long term? Like what are we talking about? Yeah, right now, right now, players poll 2023. Aaron Donald. I don't know. He. I, don't, I think Jeffrey Simmons is a better D tackle than he is. For the tight yeah, end. He's not listed here. Jared Goff is ninth. Jared Goff. Wow. The respect. They just show some respect there. Okay. Here's some quotes. Don't you have to say him? Referring to Mahomes, said one player. Another player said there's nobody like him. 
And one more just said, he's Patrick Mahomes. Which current yeah. coach, aside from your own, would you want to play for? 72 responses. Let's see. Um, Andy Reid. He is third with 10.4% of the vote. I'm trying to think of coaches that people want to play with. No NFC South coaches. No <laughs> NFC East. West, maybe McVay. McVay is fifth with 5.6. There's an okay. NFC coach at seventh at 5.6%. That's Nick Sirianni. Sirianni? Chris sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> you cheating over there? No, I said it. I said Sirianni, and then Siri started right up. Started okay. talking about Yanni. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, not Belichick. They really don't play for Belichick. I know that. He is last um, on the list at 2.1 percent. All right. How about the Niners head coach? Um, he is fifth on the list at 5.6 percent. Okay. All right. Maybe uh, Dolphins head coach. He is second at 14.6%. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, they don't want to play for the Ravens head coach. All right, Steelers head coach then, yeah. You want to play for Tomlin, 26.4%. All right, good job. I got there. <laughs> I yeah, got he, there. It's interesting awesome. because it's weird because I was telling a guy my job, and I know we have a lot of Steelers fans on this podcast, so I'll repeat what I said, and it might hurt your feelings. But you guys are in a bad spot because you guys have a head coach that don't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose. So he's always going to play his best. You're going to give his best. But the team he has right now is mediocre. Your co- your, your, your quarterback's a D+. Plus. Your wide receivers are good, but they're not getting the ball. You know, your offensive line's okay. Your running backs are Nazi okay. Is terrible. <laughs> but the backup's pretty good. You know what I mean? But then you got, like, your defense is so good that you're beating the mediocre teams, but you can't beat the good teams. So you're going to go in the playoffs. You're going to get bounced first round, and you're going to get a 17th pick. So that with the 17th pick, you're not going to get nothing good. You're going to get another defensive player and not an offensive player again. And you're just going to be stuck the same place you were last year. And in the division they're in, which we were just talking about, well, the Browns are really good on defense. They're way better on defense than y'all are. But, you know, Watson can't stay healthy. Burrow can't stay healthy now, apparently, I guess. You know, Lamar Jackson is healthy this year, but the Ravens are kind of helter-skelter. So, it's interesting. That whole division is really weird. At the 17th pick, they'll just be reaching for another shitty quarterback, too. So, yeah, you're you're, the, you're spot on with all that. Yeah, and they're not and they're not the type of franchise to do, like, the Falcons trading away the farm future to trade up. They're, they're not that type of team. They're, they've no. never been that team. They're always like, we're going to stay where we're at, and we'll find value where we're at. We're, we're going to find another Big Ben like we did. And they tried to with Kenny Pickett, and Kenny's just not it. No. I mean, Here's some he quotes. shows flashes, but he just isn't. So Tomlin is on his way to his 17th consecutive winning season. His, his quote, his messaging, leadership, and attitude seem consistent with a winning formula, one player said. He's tough and accountable, and he demands that out of his players, added another player. Uh, a quote on Mike McDaniels. He seems like a pretty fun coach to play for, one player said, of the 40-year-old in his second season in Miami. Uh, Dan Campbell was on the list. You didn't name him. Let's go to the next one. Best stadium to play in. 84 <clears throat> responses. Let's see. So it would either be these stadiums will either be in Florida or California. Okay. Um, Dallas might be number five. It's on the list. It's number eight. Oh, number eight. Okay. Um, Detroit would be a nice stadium as well. It has it's domes like you know um, New Orleans isn't their dome is like trash. It's absolute trash. They say it's old. Um, let's see, San Diego. San Diego doesn't have a football team. Oh. Los Angeles Chargers, the SoFi, <laughs> SoFi Stadium. Sorry. Yeah, SoFi is third. Maybe Tampa. Outdoors. What's warm. the name of theirs again? Uh, Raymond James Stadium. That's not on here. The Superdome is on here, though. The Superdome's on there. Jesus, I don't know the stadium names yep. like that. 
Because I know the Saints. Like, Saints play Mercedes. I'm trying to think of like the Falcons play in a dome. Um, the Niners have a right. Old I couldn't new tell you the name of the Falcon Stadium. <laughs> so name them, and I could probably remember them. Levi Stadium. That's on here. That's where the 49ers that's play. Front. That's yeah, two point four percent. Who who plays in U.S. Bank Stadium? That's number two on the list. U.S. Banks? I don't know. With it. I don't know either. I want to say no. I want to say that's like the um, Panther Stadium, but that's that's crazy. Um, no, that's the Vikings. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's indoor. I mean, that's that's new too. Okay. After the collapse, their dome collapsed a couple years ago. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, number one is Arrowhead, seventeen point nine. Number two, is Arrowhead. Number three is so. Fuck out of here, boo. This thing's with all credibility. Arrowhead? You understand, like, Arrowhead and, like, December 15th and on is hot garbage? They ain't playing Super Bowls at Arrowhead, man. It's like, in January, yeah. it's frozen out there. Like, what are you talking about? Then you might as well bet Green Bay up there. I like playing in Green Bay in January, January 3rd. Fuck out of here. <laughs> no, they so I named I name the top three. Green Bay is number four. Fuck out of here. <laughs> number five is Lumen Field FedEx? in Seattle. Oh, I was say FedEx Lumen's Field, where it's all wet and it rains. Get out of here. What you want to say? You want to say FedEx Field up there? That falling up statement that falls apart. You want the Giants slash Jet Stadium that's like in the cold as well in the wintertime? Pittsburgh is next, followed by the Raiders, and then the Cowboys at AT&T. Raiders, they, um, they play the quote on Arrowhead. Go ahead. One player History. said that place is electric. If you're a player, if you're a player that plays for them, you're playing against them. You can't hear your plays. Uh, one player chose Seattle because it's on. They said if it was grass, it would be perfect. Another player feels it almost feels like you're in a bird's nest, Gotham City. Let's go to the next topic: worst stadium to play in. Hmm. FedEx Field. Um, That's number two. The um, let's see, the Mercedes Dome, Saints. I do not see that on here. Wow, wow. Uh, is the Miami Dolphins Stadium in there? Because like part it used to be part baseball field yes. for a good while. Part baseball field. Yes, that's third <laughs> from the bottom. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we don't see that anymore. Uh, Tennessee's one. Tennessee Stadium? Yes, that's on the list. Okay, okay. You know, um, like I said, the Giants-Jets um, Stadium up there in They're New number one. Yeah, I'd be that. And Eagle Stadium's got to be terrible to play up there, too. Fans that spit is not on, you. on the list. That's amazing. With the fans spitting on you and all that stuff? That's crazy. So Soldier Field is on here. Ford Field. Uh, Heinz Field. Soldier Arrowhead Field. Arrowhead is on here. How's Arrowhead one of the best and worst? Yeah, we'll find out. See if there's any quotes. Come on, man. That, see, this is all bogus. How do you have best and worst? They're on the same side. Come on now. Hey, this is a player survey, so they answered it. Uh, as for MetLife, a player said the turf sucks and that whole place is lame. Another agreed about the turf, adding <laughs> the fans are horrible. Everything about that place is horrible. That's a true story. Though Lambeau was among the top five for best stadium, it was also top five for the worst stadium for one obvious reason. Fucking Green Bay because it's super cold. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, would, I wouldn't think the stadium would be straight up. It would be like that. But, I mean, hey, these players are players. Next topic, most annoying fan base. All right. So... Most annoying fan base, you're going to have the Steelers. They are Five. fifth. Hey, look at that. All right. You would have Dallas, probably number two. Num- number two. <laughs> Mike, how am I doing this? All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Eagles, number four. Number one. And For I real. totally agree with that. All right. All right. I wouldn't have pinned them there, but okay. Um, let's see. Patriots, three. 
They are eighth. Wow, I thought it'd be a little more annoying than that. A little more annoying than that. All right. Um, let's see. They've been invisible the last couple of years. <laughs> the Commandas. No, they're not on here. They don't they're have enough there. fans. Fair enough. Um, Kansas City now, because they got the Swifties. They are not on the list. Hmm. Denver fans are fine. Raider fans don't seem annoying to me. They're on here. For real. Um, Ahead of the Patriots. Oh, well. Um, How about Baltimore? They are not on here. Niners? They are not on here. For real? Because I don't want to say Seattle fans are annoying. They don't seem annoying. Um, Yeah, I'll just read them down. Yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, they split the vote 25 and 24%. And then it's Bills, Jets, Steelers, Bears, Raiders, Patriots, Bengals, Packers, Chargers. Wow. I think the Bills fans are annoying. I didn't think the Bills, I didn't didn't know the circle the wagons Bills were that bad. There's no way the Bills fans are worse than Dallas Cowboy fans. There's no way. Cowboy fans, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I guess, because they're, like, talking about, you know, Super Bowls and this, that, whatever. But they haven't been to Super Bowl since the 70s. And yet the Cowboy fans talking about they haven't been to Super Bowl since the 90s. I mean, that's it's weird. Huh? Hey, it's a, it's a, hey, survey. Here's an interesting question. If the NFL had a team overseas, would you want to play for it? 83 responses. I would say the majority would be yes. The yes got 34.9% of the votes. The no got 55.4% with a 9%. I think the question is where. Because right now, NFL does like games in like Germany. I'm not trying to live in Germany. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, you know, London. All right, we can talk about it. Because like. I think the, you know, the pound is worth a little more than the dollar, and I get paid in pounds. Well, now we're talking a little different, aren't we? So you're going to like these quotes. Hell yeah, because overseas they're going to pay that money, said one player, who may have forgotten a salary cap would still exist. Think about a team in Saudi Arabia. I know that's far as fuck, but whatever. Think about Saudi Arabia and the soccer players. They're giving out billions of dollars. So hell yeah, I'll play in Saudi Arabia. Whoever that is, they want that blood money. This is this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is CTE. Okay, this is this clearly is okay. These these quotes come from guys that have CTE. Oh, look at that blood money! Look at that money, bro! <laughs> look at the open that checkbook up. Yo, you see the soccer players in there because they have no cap in soccer, my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're in the NFL. You're only so much your contract can be. You know what I mean? And there's other people, and there's no way the owners are letting the Saudis in. We had that drama already. This year with commanders being bought with the Saudis trying to slide in. So there's no way it's happening. The only thing more corrupt than soccer is boxing. So, yeah, there's no blood money in here. Uh, one think, player on think, the fence. Hey, wait, 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 wait. You don't think golf is now? Because Saudis own golf. Uh, yeah, fuck golf. <laughs> I'm cursing a lot this episode. <laughs> Get it in, boy. Thanksgiving episode's raw, boy. Yeah. Hide your kids. Hide your uh, wives. Billy's coming after him. One player on the fence said it would depend on where the team was located. Probably. That'd be cool. Only in England, though I'm not going to fucking Germany. That sounds like me. There it is. <laughs> That's, that might have been my quote. <laughs> I'll throw out the survey. <laughs> Hell like, no. UK's cool. I'd retire, <laughs> another player said. You retire. You go ahead and retire, please. And then the last quote is, uh, he wasn't alone, said another player. No, I like dropping my kids off at their really nice school, ordering pizza from the place down the street. If I was 23, maybe it would be different, but that's just not for me. Yeah, I, I would you. never we, want to play overseas. We understand, you, we understand, Trent Williams. We understand. That's a young man's game. I'm an older guy now. I just want to drop my daughter off and block. All right, you ready to get into some box scores? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I had a bye week this week, so I'm still 3-7. and seven. Uh, My 1% playoff chance is still alive. I did lose Kenny Walker to an injury, but I have Charbonnet, so not that big a deal. But that's really all I need to say about me. <laughs> uh, at least I can blame injuries at this point now for my for my season. I can say Jefferson and Walker and T. Higgins all got hurt. 
It had nothing yeah. to do with my bad draft. Yeah, true story. So, let's see. Who's up first here? We got the Renegades of Funk versus the Punishers. Renegades, they're off the five-game schneid. They improved to six and five. The Punishers fall to five and five. The final score here was 127 to 122. Yeah, that was a no-biter. I watched this game very closely because if they would have lost again, it would have affected my standings a bit. So, um, you know, we'll get to that later. But, you know, they ha he had a good turnout there with his team. Hurts. Uh, Metcalf actually showed up this week. 20 points. I dig it. Yeah, this was Metcalf's highest scoring game of the season. He had to play both Seahawks receivers in Metcalf and Smith and Jigba because Michael Pittman was on the bye week. Uh, he got a zero from Gabe Davis, his second zero in three weeks. You can't do it. God. And you have to start him because it could be like, if you don't, he could, give, he could blow up on your bench. I'd rather drop him than, than live the life of having to start him. Jeez. It, it's, it's you're right. He, he has to start him. He had amazing uh, yeah, Hertz, points from... His kicker, though, at 14 points is amazing. Yeah, the Punishers lost this game, even though he had a good fantasy special teams week. But Renegades had a better week. In a five-point game, the difference here was 38-32 in the fantasy special teams department. Um, Hertz pulled this out on Monday night. He only had 150 passing yards and no passing touchdowns, but he ran in two touchdowns for 12 of his 22 points, and that's how he came back and won. Um. The Punishers, their number three ranked quarterback, Justin Herbert, had a very nice game, 34 points, two touchdowns. He had 73 rushing yards, which is pretty pretty high for him. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. But he had a very soft game from Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. You know, combined 14 points. I mean, 13 points. It's just, uh, that's tough. Seven catches combined between two of them. You know, especially with him actually having the, he had a good game throwing the ball, but it just didn't go to him this time. Yeah, Eckler, ATN, and Lamb, they all had good games, but not great games. And that wasn't enough to keep pace with the Renegades of Funk. Um, he played Turd Ferguson over Tyler Lockett. It didn't make a difference, but I'm wondering if he was questioning Lockett because Lockett had a really good game last week, 8 for 92 and a touchdown. So I wonder if he was playing the percentages and didn't want to fall into the Gabe Davis trap. Yeah. I mean, I feel that. Because if he plays Lockett, he only loses by a point, and then, you know, as close as everything else was, you know, anything could have happened, especially with the head coaches. Um, on to the next game. Did you have anything else in that one? It was pretty No, that's hard. it. Yeah, it's pretty hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dead Money, 6-5, and two-game winning streak. 146, Sweetness 34. They are the first team mathematically eliminated with this loss, 146 to 131. Heater, you're officially on the clock. We'll see you in August. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a uh, Sacco award here for Sweetness 34. But yeah, strong. I mean, it's not a strong year, man, but you, you gave it a valiant effort, man. Brock Purdy, 36 points. You know, um, but Aaron Jones going down again. Um, it's just bad, the yeah. Packers are a bad spot, man. Everything, everything in Green Bay just not does not work this year. It's it's sad times. Uh, Marquise Gra Brown, it just he's not finding the connection with their starting quarterback Holly right Dud now. Brown. Holly Dud. Um, Kittle's though, twenty-two points. You know, he finds a way to get open, and Nico Collins is still money. So why not? And his fantasy special teams gave him yeah. 37 points from yeah. fancy special teams. It's solid. You know, it just did dead money. It was just, uh, you know, and he had, he had Miami defense on his bench. that did really good. Um, yeah, he had more six for 60. Not bad. He also, um, he had Bijan on a bye, which is tough in an elimination game. I know he's been a little underwhelming, but he's still pretty solid, and he had a breakout game last week, so that could have been the difference here. Yeah. To Dead Money, he, he played Josh Dobbs. 
he started him over Geno. So his quarterback carousel is continuing. Now Geno's injured. We don't know if he's going to play Thursday night. Nope. Oh, no. That's not good. Um, I saw Pollard. He hit a home. He finally hit a touchdown. You know, that's the first one since week one. Yeah, big game, 21 points. Barkley, he had 83 rushing yards, which is impressive because the Giants didn't have any rushing yards against Washington until the third quarter. He caught two touchdowns from Tommy DeVito. Slinging, <laughs> slinging Tommy DeVito over here. You know, um, Smith, 15 points. D. Moore, 22 points, yeah, seven catches to 96 yards. That's, he woke him back. Um, Schultz even gave him a touchdown help out. Yeah, I got Fields back, you know. Um, Fields gave him a little sum-sum, you know. Um, Derrick Henry, another bad game. It's a, it's a, it's going to be a, it's going to be an ugly divorce heading happen in this year with um, Tennessee and Derrick Henry. He's heading in the wrong direction at playoff time. So dead money needs to, I don't know what he needs to do with Derrick Henry. I don't know if you just keep plugging him in or pick your spots, but that is the wrong time of year for this stuff to happen. And he took a free, like, on his roster. He has Leonard Fournette, too. So he took a shot somewhere thinking that Leonard Fournette's going to, like, get some playtime somewhere. But I, I don't know. Um, he's, he's with the Buffalo practice squad. Yeah, but he's not he's not going to usurp um, Cook. Cook. Uh, Dalton Schultz, only two catches, but one of those was a touchdown. So his hot streak continues. He benched Amari Cooper, which is understandable with the Watson injury, but... Uh, he's been pretty solid no matter who's been a quarterback this season. And he must have been high because he played the commander's head coach. <laughs> look, he took a shot because the, the, the Giants looked really bad last week. So the idea that maybe, you know, but the, the, that 19 point, that 12 point losing margin does look bad. Uh, that's all I got for this one. You got anything else? That's it. On to the next game, Pitt Sweat versus Stealing the Winds. This is two teams headed in different directions. Pitt Sweat, 6-4, they've lost two in a row. Stealing the Winds, they were dead in the water two weeks ago, but now they're 4-6 and six and on a two-game winning streak. 126-80, to 80, Stealing the Winds wins the game. Uh, Pitt Sweat lost this game more than Stealing the Winds won it with his 80 points. Going into Monday... Pitt Sweat was down 126 to 23 with Mahomes, Pacheco, AJ Brown, DeAndre Swift, the Eagles kicker, and the Chiefs head coach. Is there any world where he could have pulled that out? Absolute monster shootout Monday night where AJ Brown gets drops a 30 bomb. Mahomes drops four touchdowns. Pacheco catches two of them. Right. You know, that that's to be the only way Swift has another hundred and another leg, like another touchdown there. Like You'd have to just have, like, bombs. They would have to just drop absolute shootout Monday Night Football game, and that'd be it. You know, because he – Yeah, he's I think pro- it's possible. He's, pro- he's projecting that because you saw he sat Chiefs defense because he was like, ah, I don't trust it because Philly could put up points. He's thinking, like, he didn't want to put, mm. you know, myself in a situation where I'm betting against myself. So he he sat the Chiefs defense to put up 12, which he started Chargers defense to give up 23. Yeah, Chargers defense is a tough, tough look. Uh, Mahomes, he had 25 points. He's stuck in the 20-point range. He's only had three games over 30 points all season. We said he was safe, and he still is relatively safe, but that's not what you drafted in the you second didn't, round. You know, for, not at all. And Mahomes. this is receivers. You know, he one of his receivers dropped a go-ahead touchdown, Monday Night Football, so them stats could have been better. He could hit a 30-point, and he just couldn't. Because the Chiefs, they're just not – their talent around him isn't – up to his standard that it needs to be, you know. Pittsweat, he. This is time for Pittsweat as a team to get come together. They need a they need a closed rock locker room conversation because they are going they are going the wrong direction and it is not good. Um, it is bad. I mean, AJ Brown is a must start every week, and I get it. Um, mm-hmm. and I get it, you know. But the and, and Swift is too. Like he has a lot of he has a lot of good players, and he has a Lave coming next, back next week and Alvin Kamara. So and he has chief defense will start next week. So this team will be good. He needs to have that locker room conversation. Everybody needs to get on the same page. Piss a point so because eighty is not the way to be sliding it with like we have three more weeks of uh games to get us into playoffs here, and it's not the direction you want to go. 
Yeah, that, that 80 is tough on your overall season total. Yeah, he. this is the second week in a row he played Taji Spears. That's pretty bold. Uh, not that there's a lot of options out there, but, I mean, that I mean Derrick Henry isn't even scoring on, in the Titans' backfields. I don't know how Spears is supposed to. I mean, he could have moved Swift to, like, that position on the other running back that had this flex and picked up a person off waivers because he has an open bench spot. Yeah, never have an open bench spot. Just even even if you have to pad your bench points. Yeah, you never know. You've been in enough ties this year to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am an advocate now for this. <laughs> yeah, stealing the wins. McCaffrey, big, 28 points. He is just money in the bank. Baker Mayfield, only 16 um, and that's Chris Godwin like, is benchable. There this was, is the third week. There in was row. two. There was two touchdowns that were dropped by Baker. Um, they they dropped for Baker Mayfield too. So his stat number could have been better. They dropped two touchdowns that game. Um, Chris Godwin, I would say that he is benchable. Yeah, he just not. He's getting the catches, but somehow the yards aren't there. He's getting a lot of short routes, and he's not doing run out for catch. It's a lot of catch and fall down. Yeah, third week in a row in single digits. He's a 36-ranked wide receiver, and that's before this nine points is added in. So he he's going to fall into the 40s, I think, after this week. And he got Khalil Herbert back. He didn't play him, but, you know, that's 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 help. And uh, he got Devon A-Chain back, but he is now re-injured. So you don't know what to count for there. Ugh. Yeah. So I dropped Daryl Henderson prior to last week's games stealing the wins picked him up on the waiver claim and the Rams waived Daryl Henderson today so looks like I was on to something there thank god I didn't accept that trade I was offered for him because it would have been a sad time for me if I would have accepted <laughs> that trade that somebody tried to give me for Daryl Henderson um, Henderson whatever trying to bait me a little bit I was like I really stared at it and I had a bail so, oh yeah, I saw you needed a running back. I will, yeah, your your box score is. What did I do with your box score? Yeah, your box score is coming up. So next one we got the trombones versus Mile High Salute. The trombones are reeling. They were four and three. They are now four and six. Mile High Salute improves to five and five. Mile High Salute one sixty six. Boy Scout trombones one twenty nine. Uh, the trombones lost Joe Burrow on Thursday night. He is now out for the season. That set the tone for his week. And uh, Burrow's season was doomed at the calf injury. He he never really got it going. And by the time he did, he got re-injured. So not a good yeah. year for Joey B. Well, I mean, he's going to start rolling with Kyle McMurray. He's going to start rolling with 28 points on his bench, you know. So Kyle Murray's going to be a starting quarterback next week. Uh, that's what I feel like there. So uh, yeah. Puka is... Um, Still putting up points. Five catches for 70 yards and a tutty. On the bench, though, he benched Thielen, Puka, and DeAndre Hopkins for Deontay Johnson and Debo. That's three mistakes for the price of one. Look, man, I, look, I can accept the Samuel. I can accept it, okay? Because Samuel could be used any of ways, and who knows. But D. Johnson, this is pure Pittsburgh Homerism. Because there's no way, there's no way. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not getting enough targets to feel good about using the Pittsburgh any Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver. I have like another Pittsburgh wide receiver in our league, and he's he's been sitting on my bench in purgatory because it's just bad times, you know. And Who's he's that, with Pickens? Puka. Uh, yeah, I got Pickens. Um, but Adam Thielen's been so consistent this year. Why would you bench him? We yeah, every we week we every week. every week we talk about how consistent this man is. He would be our most underrated player in the entire league because he's just Mister Consistency. He's gonna give you seven, eight catches every great game. Great nickname too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, great nickname, Adam Ryman and Thielen. Oh, yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So he's yeah, just, this... he's been cons- Hurts. Yeah, Steelers wide receivers are unplayable as long as Pickett is a quarterback. They fired Matt Canada today, but, I mean, their problems run deeper than him, I think. I guess we'll find out. Their guy they replaced him with, um, he was the Buccaneers office coordinator during the Shiano years. Um, oh, my so God. So, have fun with that. Um, <laughs> Sullivan, uh, have fun with that. The first year he was our office coordinator, we had um, Josh Freeman, and they were we were slinging it pretty good. The year after, well, 
it was second to last worst, like worst in the league, and he, they all got fired. So, yeah. Gus Bus, two more touchdowns. That's ten on the season for the Gus Bus. TDs in five straight games. Like nobody saw that coming. Keep riding the bus, man. Then to Mile High Salute. Uh, he wins the 40 high fives for the week by three points. Chicken salad sandwich had 163. Salute had 166. Mm. Uh, Brian Robinson is a is a real thing here. Top five running back, 25 points this week. He had 24 touches. I mean, the commanders can't do anything, so they just give the ball to Brian Robinson all the time. Well, McLaurin do doesn't stuff, even. They, they no, McLaurin hasn't like... had a 100-yard game in a calendar year. Christ, I didn't know that. Um, I, I know, like, um, Sam Howell's numbers be looking good. More props to Brian Robinson, man. You, you get that value, man. You know, Joe Mixon getting some of that, uh, hey, Burrow's down, so let's go back to what Cincinnati used to be. Yeah, but you got to figure teams are going to start stacking the box against Cincinnati now that Burrow's out. So Mixon might be headed to, for a bunch of 15 for 50s coming up yeah. here in the next few weeks. Uh, there's Brandon Ayuk, which I mentioned earlier in the show. Oh, at five Mr. for one fifty-six, Mister Underrated. You know he's he's really good. Uh, Christian Watson, two for twenty-one. You're rated exactly who we thought you were, Christian. Touchdown, though he he scored a touchdown. It's like uh, Dalton Kincaid, six for forty-six. You know the Bills were rolling all over the Jets that night, so it was just uh, you know the he has Jordan Love on the bench. You know, with nice 29 points. Yeah. That's, that's, can't go wrong with that either. He's not going to play Jordan Love over Lamar Jackson, though. He has, like, the – he has a Pittsburgh Steelers tight end on his IR. That's interesting. The And he picked up the Denver backup running back for six points. McLaughlin. I had him earlier. Uh, good game by Dobbs, too. So, he didn't – that Saquon Barkley trade worked out for both of them, dead money and mile high salute. That's good. One, two, three, four. My high salute has four of my former players. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see if the defense here. Six. My high salute has six of my. My high salute has my sloppy seconds. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> They're winning with them, though, so can't be mad about it. <laughs> Do you remember Sean Avery said that to the media, the hockey player? No. You're talking about dude's girlfriend. Oh, oh my no. god, that is a story for the. <laughs> go Google that one. Uh, on to the next game, chicken salad sandwich. They are rolling. They are seven and three. The second team to clinch a playoff spot. He took down the mighty Smashhawk here. Smashhawk is nine and one. Uh, hats off to Smashhawk though. Uh, he set the bar for maybe forever with a nine and zero start. We've never seen anything close to that. But we just pop champagne that a perfect season did not happen. Yeah, the 72 Dolphins are happy. Yes, they are. You know, um, Nino Nino Brown, or Chicken Salad Sandwich, as they call him, in the streets. You know, uh, Josh, big game carried by Josh Allen, you know, Keenan Allen, and the Bills defense. That, that's it. That's the story of his whole entire team right there. Yeah, Josh Allen, he got that new offensive coordinator smell on him uh, with Ken Dorsey being scapegoated last week. So, yeah, playing against the Jets. 33 points. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Three touchdowns, 275 yards. Uh, number one quarterback, first one drafted. Uh, Keenan Allen, his magic season continues, but he's a serious regression candidate for next season, I think. He can't do this again next year at his age. No, he cannot. And, it just, no. Yeah. Yeah, someone's going to draft him in, like, the second round, and good luck with that because the Chargers are going to charge her. Because next year will be, like, 32. There's just no way. He's not He's not Jerry Rice, guys. Let's not do this. <laughs> he's not Terrell Owens. He's not that guy. You know what I mean? But right now, he is in a renaissance right now. He's feeling good, and I, I say enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, he's got Nino Brown as a legit contender. Uh, Cooper Cup, though, uh-oh. He's officially injury-prone, too, because he had one catch for 11 yards, two points. What was his injury? I think it was an ankle or something. I watched most yeah. of that game. Because you waited so long to get him back, and then you got him, and he did pretty well, and now he's hurt again. But Devin Singletary, 
Who knew? 112 yards, a touchdown, and 27 points. He's the Texans' official RB1. Yeah, the Texans have found a running game. They uh, This is the product of your quarterback playing so well that no one wants to be tortured by the quarterback anymore, so they just leave the box open. And it's what you get. Chicken Salad Sandwich does have a decent options on his bench to replace Cooper Cup. Josh Downs was on a bye. He's been, you know, solid but not spectacular this season. And he's got Odell Beckham, who seems a little bit ready for a breakout. Three weeks in a row, double-digit points, touchdowns in two of three. Um, he's always one play away from an injury, though, but that's a decent fill-in for Cup at this time of the season, I think. That's uh, true. To Smash Hawks' first loss, he got 24 from Dak, 22 from Brees Hall, but Brees Hall only had 23 rushing yards. The good news is, is Zach Wilson got benched, but the bad news is, who is Tim Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> that Tim is, Boyle. That, that is the question. Who is Tim Boyle? You know, rest of that. I mean, he's it's not totally bad. He had Rashad White, who's been playing really good for the Bucks right now for the last three weeks with 19 points. Um, DJ Hawkinson may have had a low game of nine points for 455, but he his targets are just through the roof. So I just don't feel that he's going to lose value here. Um, Jamar Chase, though. Red alert, red alert, because this might be bad time, man. Because now you got you have Jamar. Think about this. We went from last week talking about how this man had Jamar Chase and Jefferson sitting on his IR, and we're like, man, this could be amazing. He's like, when he's when these two get get healthy for playoffs, there's no stopping him. And then magically, within now, now he's down. Now they're both playing with back quarterbacks that don't really throw the ball like that. It's it's tough times. It, it's um it's a tough day in the front office of Smash Hawk Central. Um, Jacobs had a <laughs> soft game for him. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it because the Miami Dolphins defense is not good, so thirty nine yards is kind of rough. I don't know how I understand how that really happened. A big game for Fields in in his first game back. Um, he was on the bench, so he's gonna have to he's gonna have to. Tough decision every week now of Fields or Dak. Because Dak's more consistent, but Fields has that boom potential. Yeah, yeah, Fields can score 40 like that. So, we'll see. Um, that was a big game for both of them. Possible championship game preview. Uh, on to the last game. This is your game. New Day Co-op, 141. Buck what you think, 148. Buck what you think. Five and five. They were two and five just three weeks ago. Three-game winning streak. New Day, I deemed them a contender. I gave them the kiss of death. Three-game losing streak. Four and six now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, Derek. No. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, there's lots of avenues. This game could have went a lot of different ways because um, uh, New Day Co-op and myself left a lot of points on our bench. So it, it could have went any any way possible, um, but there's avenues for him to win this game. Um, he had Tua. He started Tua against Las Vegas, 26 points. Um, Gibbs, Detroit Gibbs, 36 yards rushing with 22 points. You know, again, I, hey, they got something. Pittsburgh, you got Warren, who had a huge run against Cleveland, whatever, got him 24 points. Whatever in real time, I'm paying attention to this. I was feeling pretty good, and the war had that big run, and I got scared. <laughs> in real time, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I got real scared. Um, Stephon Diggs, there's problems. There's problems yeah. in that house because four point four catches for 27 yards in a blowout game. This should be one of the things where he, Diggs should have dropped like at least 150 on him, and it's like he didn't break 30. So that's tough. I bet you Diggs was pissed too. Like he'd rather look good and him. yeah, yeah. He'd rather look good and lose and have these numbers and win. I think he just seems like that type of dude with his quotes and actions over the years. Uh, he had eight. He, tar- he had eight targets too. That's that's even weirder. So it's like the ball's going his direction. It's just it's not happening. Um, he lost Mark Andrews. Yeah. So he's in tight end purgatory, like me and a bunch of other people, um, <laughs> trying to find the trying to find the tight end to float us for a week. He lost them. So that's tough money. Um, he started Brandon Cooks. You know, that's yeah. he's still a Dallas Cowboy fan. He said, hey, look, Brandon Cooks finally came out. 
and he gave him 342. That's not good. Um, I'm coming but, out. <laughs> uh, Garrett Wilson, two for nine yards, man. <sighs> yeah, if Wilson and Andrews don't lay eggs or get injured, you lose here. If he plays Trevor Lawrence over Tua, you lose. Lawrence had really been struggling. He had four touchdowns on the bench. That's tough. Um, yeah, you dodged a bullet there. Thirty. He had Dallas Cowboy three defense and their head coach. I mean, for your his buff team put up fifty two points. You know, I mean that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, you dodged some bullets here. You were supposed to not have Alexander Madison. He was a late week deemed healthy. You were gonna have to play the Vikings ball boy at one point. That was why I offered yes. you that Henderson trade. Yeah, and I, I I had him I had him in position as soon as he's like oh he's gonna go I'm like oh he's gonna go. So I dropped him and put him, put him in place, and and then I picked up Russell Wilson just to pocket him because uh, I know some people might look for quarterbacks, and Russell seems to be consistent with twenty point games, so why not? You know, on on my team, um, Stroud twenty four points, three hundred thirty six yards, two touchdowns, but he threw three picks, and that's what hurt is the stat number there. Three picks. He went from like my man had all the two picks going into that game and threw three. Yeah. <laughs> He's catching up. Um, so Arizona had him really flustered. Uh, my running backs gave me a combined twenty three points. Um, Jay Williams on a Monday night special gave me over the over the top there. Well, I had both of them playing on Monday. I, I had both playing Monday night, so that was kind of weird. And I played Denver's defense that Monday night too, so it could have went any way for me. Um, Tyreek Hill, thirty points, ten catches, one forty six, a touchdown, as advertised at draft guys. You know, I was, I've been riding this. I've been rolling with this guy all year. Tyreek is the business. I mean, on the year now, he's sitting at 20, 20, um, 1,200 yards receiving and almost 80 catches. So, it's, that's something. Um, Mike Evans, 543. Uh, I think he had a drop. I think he had one drop in that game. So, it's just, you got to start him because he gets a shit ton of targets. My man had 12 targets, had five catches. I mean, 12 tar- 12. 12. Scored a touchdown. Yeah, he scored a touchdown on the one-yard line. Um, I kind of kicked my ass a little bit. I picked up the Jets of tight end Conklin last minute, and I had I had Otten in place, and he was projected to do eight and eight, and he got eight points, and Conklin didn't even get three. So I was, like, really stressing it. Uh, Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Eight for 149 in a tutty. Uh, my man Billy picked him up in another league, whatever, and he came a lot for him as well. Six-team league. I really pat myself on the back for that one. You know, um, Calvin Ridley seven one oh three and two touchdowns on my bench. So I was like, oh my god, my bank is my bench is like empty, and it's like Calvin Ridley's like lighting it up on my bench. I was like, God Lord, I could have had that if I had Ridley play. I'm thinking like if I had Ridley play, I'd have high point for the week, and I had forty high fives. So I missed out on high fives this week. Well, you would have got 15 points. So you would have had to play them over Evans. 15 points. What's that? 163. You still would have fallen three short. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, well. But, yeah, tough. And I'm, I'm have a tough road because, like, right now, I'm right there in the hunt for the playoffs, which is amazing. Take it, take it that where we are a couple weeks ago. It wasn't look like that. But next week, I have a very tough matchup against none other than Smash Hawk. So, you know, my playoff <laughs> hopes, my playoff hopes have been dashed very quickly, guys. Uh, we we made a nice run. We'll give it our best shot here coming this week. Uh, see, we worked the waiver wire, but uh, yeah, right off five and five. Uh, with you said, uh, what was that the, the team? The um, what are they called? They, Sweetness thirty uh, four. No, Renegades of Funk. Well, Renegades of Funk win their game. If they would have been, if they would have lost the game. Then I would have been ahead a little bit, and I'd have a little more of a buffer to play with. But yeah, it's there. They have they have the higher ground there. Even though in the five and fives, I'm the high points in the five and fives, but I have a toughest matchup this week coming up. So we'll see who plays. Yeah, Renegades has the has the well timed bye this week. Um, yeah, I said it before. I don't like the bye weeks, but the wrinkle it adds is interesting considering we never had it before. But yeah, I don't like it. But it is interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> do with that what you will. Let's, let's do the Hall of Fame thing and get out of here and eat some turkey. Let's do it. So I'm the nominator this week. I went with 
Derek Mason. He was on my 2000 Fantasy Championship team, co-owned by Chris Fuller. It was the first year I played fantasy football. We started the season 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. I was all in in 2000. That's how I remember that. Before we won every game the rest of the way. The only reason why we won our second round playoff game was because Kurt Warner didn't throw a touchdown pass in a game where he threw for 375 yards. And Kurt Warner was throwing for four touchdown passes a game in this season. So that, it was very fluky. We won, we won that game by one point. Um, we had to leave our lineups on some dude's answering machine every Sunday. This was before, like, fantasy football was all the rage and, you know, before the internet handled all the business. Uh, Mason, though, to him, he was a two-time Pro Bowler. He was a 2,000 punt return yards leader, so he had to work his way up to become a top receiver. He, he was just a special teams guy his first two or three years in the league before he got a break with the Titans. Yeah. 230 career games with four teams, the Titans, Ravens, Texans, and Jets. His last season was split between the Jets and Texans. He's a fourth-round mm. pick, 98th overall out of Michigan State, eight 1,000-yard seasons, a career-high 103 receptions at the age of 33 in 2007, 100 or more targets in 10 straight seasons. Uh, he's a Ravens all-time leading wide receiver with 5,777 yards from 2005 Jeez. to 2010. He... Retired as a Raven, signed a one-day contract, and he was the last active active player to play for the Houston Oilers. All right, man, shout out, man, Derek, Derek Mason, man. Yeah, he. I know more for. Um, I know he was on that Titans, um, that Titans Super Bowl team. Um, but I remember him more for being a Raven because he was just Mister like a. Hey, he just he didn't outrun nobody, but the comeback route he's always there. A little catch, a little curl route, boom for him. And like, um, it was a tight, it was a tight ends quarterback at the time. I forgot to do his name. Um, McNair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When McNair was there, Derek Mason was there. Okay, cool. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- I think Derek Mason is perfect for our fantasy Hall of Fame program. Like, you want to remember these guys who were kind of forgettable, but were big deals in the fantasy community. Right. They they won't be a Hall of Famer. They just won't be. You know what I mean? But for real, in, in fantasy, this guy has points. <laughs> this guy means points. He's always starting. He's We know his names. We remember them. Derek Mason, we tip our hat to you, sir. Yeah, all right. So that's all we got. Um, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. You got anything else? I got nothing else, guys. You guys um, have a safe and enjoyable holiday. We'll see you guys next week. And again, I am Thanksgiving. It's time to be thankful, and we'll be thankful if you guys listen to our cast. Not many people listen to our cast, um, but we have a great time doing it, and I just want to be thankful for you guys listening uh, wherever y'all do listen to it. And um, yeah, we will see you guys in the future.